Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got John on the phone with us. John Vandeventer, who's uh, written a number of books and very successful author, and it's about the paranormal, so we're going to talk somewhat about paranormal tonight. There's an awful lot going around the world, too, going on that is very, very important. Hi, John. How are you? Great, Stuart. Glad to be here. Thank you. And we have, I believe, Larry Taylor down there in the Southland. Are you still there, or have you melted already? (laughs) I'm still in really hot Oklahoma. (laughs) Okay. Um, kind of hard to know where to start. I'm going to bring on something here that's kind of interesting. Um, on July 13th and 14th, there will be a full moon. And uh, what's interesting about this, it's called a buck moon. Deer, like buck. In the Song of Solomon, Jesus is likened to a stag, a buck deer, who comes to take his beloved home on a full moon. And also, on July 14th, we have a comet coming in that is very, very interesting. Same time, 13th and 14th. Not not going to be a close call or anything. It's just that's its closest point to Earth. And the uh, blood, uh, the, it's not a blood moon, it's a super moon is in Sagittarius, which means Redeemer's triumph, or we could allude to the uh, return as well. We're awful close to something. And, of course, Biden's going to the Middle East to probably betray the United States, and he's also mentioned a number of times now peace and security. When they say peace and security, then Trouble cometh their way. So you'll find that in Thessalonians anyway. Uh, where do we want to start, guys? <laughs> There's an awful lot going on. Uh, maybe, John, tell us about this UFO thing. And uh, Larry can uh, chime in, too, because he heard some of this stuff, the jets and everything. Oh, well, yeah, it was down uh, there. Uh, I, it wasn't anything spectacular it was wednesday night and i was outside and um monica had been outside and looked up and i'm a big time sky watcher and i see this I, at first i'm thinking okay that's an airplane and i started looking at the lights and they were in a triangle 
and I'm still thinking, well, it could be an airplane, but it was moving really fast, and it was about a medium altitude and wasn't real high. And even the real high airplanes, it's so quiet here, we can hear them when they go over. You know, they'll usually pass on over, and then you'll get the uh, jet noise. Never got anything out of this, and it was booking along from east to west, and I'm looking at it, and there wasn't any of your normal running lights, and, you know, I'm a I'm an old Air Force guy, and I've always been an airplane freak, and I'm always looking at the sky, so I know my airplanes, and I couldn't identify this thing, you know, maybe it was, uh, Larry brought up something about a new spy plane the Air Force supposedly had, um, now, that's my weakness, I was never really into spy planes, or um bombers or transports my thing was always fighters always loved the fighter planes and the uh spy planes and stuff i don't know just didn't do much for me so um i forget what larry said it was or possibly could be but then the funny thing was the next morning i never could get a look at them because they they stayed low enough where the trees were blocking my view but we had jets zipping around all over the valley here now, I, I called Larry because we live, you know, maybe 14 miles from each other as a crow flies across the mountain. And mm-hmm. it's, what is it, Larry, about 25, 26-mile drive. But, um, so we, we look at the same mountains, just a different side of them, and um, he was hearing them too. So that's – I was talking to a friend of mine today, and his son, you know, he's got a – in fact, this, this kid, I – based the character on him in my second book. He's a pretty extraordinary young man. He's, early, you know, 20, and he's uh, got his own airplane already and hard-working guy and um, really sharp. And I was over visiting his father today, and he brought out his aviation maps. And, Larry, we are in a military operational area where they'll do practice and stuff. So that could that could have been explaining what was happening Thursday morning. I don't know. What's your feelings on it? Well, how big did well, you think it was? How big? Well, yeah, I'm, how big? I was looking at light, so I really couldn't tell. Um, you know, it, it's hard to get a – when you're looking at three lights, it's just hard. And it was up – like I say, it was medium altitude. It wasn't really high up there. But I would say it would probably have been about the size of maybe like a – C-130, about a mid-sized transport, not, you know, the big, huge ones are not small like mm-hmm. a fighter, probably about like a mid-sized airliner. Wow. If it's uh, the lights were triangular, you probably were looking at a TR-3B or maybe a yeah, modified TR-3B. It, it very well could have been. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a... Old Air Force, we still had SR-71s when I was there. So I haven't mm-hmm. even taken a look at what a TRB-3 looks like. So, But that's possible. Well, they're, they're triangular in shape. They usually have the running lights on each end, so it forms a, almost a perfect triangle. And, yeah, uh, they're, well, that's what they, this looks like. Larry, what do you think? Well, it's very interesting because, you know, when John hollered at me, you know, I went out and I was trying. The the night was really good. I mean, it was clear. The stars were really blinking, and and it was very, very clear for no wind particularly. And uh, anyway, I went out, but I couldn't see whatever he was seeing. Of course, I, w- I would be at an angle, and he was looking straight up almost. And, 
and so I wouldn't see it. But I'm familiar with uh, when I was living in southeastern Oklahoma, down in the corner close to Idabel, I had a, me and Darnett was walking one night around some chicken uh, uh, houses, and, you know, just for walking, and one of those things, totally silent, come right over our head and probably wasn't over 60 or 70 feet above us. I mean, that's, that is really, really close. And I just looked up, and there it was. And it was in a triangle-shaped craft. And uh, I've seen a number of them, you know, over the last few years. And, and, of course, I didn't see this one John was talking about. But the next morning, I mean, the, uh, you know, fighter jets or whatever I, I i'm assuming they were fighter jets i couldn't see them uh they sounded to me a little bit like the the old warthogs that used to practice off from arkansas but they're not there anymore i don't think and uh but i don't know but anyway last night i went outside and i looked back to the to the east and i could see something in the low in the sky that had three lights on it and looked triangular shaped now it looked pretty good size not a sound not particularly any movement, uh, but uh, I don't know what it was. I'll just have to say that. I, I don't know. It's, it's entirely possible it would be one of those TR-3Bs, which, if I'm correct, uh, they can actually go off into space if they want to. Yes. Larry, yeah, they have. If, if, yeah. I, if, I'm, if I may go add ahead. something, um, we were listening to the same jets yesterday morning, and um, – I spent nine years in the A-10 community, so I know that A-10 sound um, in my heart. I think these were probably F-16s from the sound. Um, you know, the mo- the uh, fighter-wise, the most common ones you're going to see around here would be F-16s or possibly F-18s. Um, but it the uh, F-16, the F-18, similar size aircraft, F-18, you know, has two engines. The F-16 has one. And the F-18 makes this peculiar howl at times when it banks real hard. And you could tell by the sound they were banking. I would have guessed these were probably F-16s or possibly maybe uh, the new F-35. I don't know. I, I really wanted to get my eyes on one, but I just just could not. They were staying down low between the mm-hmm. mountain ranges and stuff. They were in the valley, but... I have so many trees on my property, it was hard to get a look at them. But it definitely, Larry, wasn't a A-10. Um, you would have heard them a lot longer, too, because they're so slow. <laughs> these things are yeah. zipping in and out pretty fast. Well, these TR-3Bs are real, folks, in case you uh, roll in your eyes. Uh, I have some pictures of the TR-3B. Uh, one was being um, brought in for maintenance. They actually had it on a hoist. Uh, then there was that video of, uh, I think that was over in England, where he had it in his video. And you could see it. It was just stationary. It was just kind of hovering. No sound, no nothing, but the three normal lights. And then suddenly a center light came on, grew into a huge ball of white light, and then it vanished and was gone. Uh, They have evidently developed the technology to develop wormholes, and uh, they can travel. Uh, Dr. Greer claims that they now 
have the technology and can travel faster than the speed of light. And as I think I said on one other program, um, Ben Rich, who was the head of uh, Lockheed Skunk Works, said that they had the ability now to send E.T. home. So this is kind of uh, very fascinating stuff. And uh, the technology that they have developed through all this time, uh, backwards engineering from Roswell, and uh, even before that, um, there were a number of crashes. I think they were setups by Satan and God the Father, as far as that goes, because they're all in this big, strong delusion together. And uh, it's all designed to... Uh, bring mankind into a strong delusion for their rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Thessalonians is all about, and uh, how mankind has rejected the Lord and his Son, and uh, now has to pay the price for it. And that price is a huge delusion. And they have the technology now uh, to perform. It's kind of like the uh, blue beam project. Uh, Larry, you're familiar with that. You've seen some weird stuff yourself over the years. Um, maybe elaborate a little bit on this this stuff. Well, I have, and I, you know, you, if you remember, I was, I was living over the mountain uh, here in Oklahoma, right close to the border of Oklahoma and Arkansas. I was having things just pop into the sky uh, it would appear to be a portal, and I could actually, oddly enough, take pictures of it. And you've seen some of the pictures. I posted yes. them on my blog. And, and a lot of this stuff looks like it's literally coming through a portal. And a lot of these things that come through are not shaped like an airplane. They're shaped in strange configurations and shapes, and, and, are, and they can shapeshift, it appears. And, and one of the things I took outside of Mino when I was living there I was in the outside, and I was taking the pictures of what appeared to be orbs, and I even got a highline wire in there. But as I took that picture of some orbs and a highline wire, if you'll remember, Stuart, I got mm -hmm. a 3D image of something coming through into our time space that literally, and this sounds weird, but if you'll remember, there, there was a woman that was excellent at filmography and, and developing uh, photos and things, and I sent that to her. And that thing even morphed in her uh, computerized system into a more solid 3D image as she had it and sent it back to me. So, I mean, you can't even explain this, Stuart. It's so far out. Yeah. Well, advanced technology and, of course, satanic technology. And, of course, they're all rejecting the Lord's technology, <laughs> who's superior to all of them. But I guess that's the way it goes. Uh, before we go any further, though, uh, John, tell us about your trilogy. Now you have a trilogy out of relics. Well, it's not out yet. Um, contract's been signed. I'm banging away on it, and it's due out mid-September. Oh, and it's okay. Relics 3. And, yeah, the subtitle is um, it's Relics 3, the uh, um Lair of the Ancients, and yeah. I'm I'm winding up there. Um, I'm taking the same characters into another series after Relics Three is out, and mm -hmm. this is pretty much tying up their their Bigfoot stuff, and they're moving more into uh, 
encountering um, the fallen angel Nergal and his minions from the second book. And they've got a couple of congressmen working for Nergal after them. Um, got a couple of new characters coming in, a, a CIA guy with ties to Mossad, and he's a good guy. And I'm bringing back kind of a surprise guest from the second book as well who's lined with Nergal. So lots going on, man. We're going to go back to uh, – Gonna have a couple of flashbacks back to the World War Two era, and um, our characters are just moving on. They're trying to move on with their lives, and we're gonna get uh, gonna get derailed a little bit here. So um, it, it should be a really exciting book. I, I'm having a good time writing it. I'm, you know, it's uh, uh, we're gonna go from from Israel to the Channel Islands to Hevner here, and um, uh, World War II Germany, so it's going to be quite a ride. Well, that sounds exciting. Wow. Um, there's so much going on all over the world now. Uh, let me read this. This is kind of interesting. Uh, it comes from Ezekiel 21, 26 or 28. Thus saith the Lord God, remove the diadem crown, take off the crown. This shall not be the same. Uh, exalt him that is low, abase him that is high. That's an overturning, by the way, folks. I will overturn, overturn, and overturn it, and it shall be no more until he come whose right it is, and I will give it to him. Now that, of course, is a reference directly to Psalm 2. Now, the reason I bring that one up is there's several things going on. We have, uh, uh, what's his name over there in England? Boris Johnson, out. Uh, we have problems in Israel. We got problems with Biden. And then we had a very important overturning that just happened. On seven six July sixth, and it was the Georgia Guidestones have been overturned, and that is, I believe, uh, a friend of mine sent me a video of a guy who know understands and is an expert in Grammatia, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but. Um, uh, when you understand the grammatia behind all of this, uh, it proves who did it. It proves the tie-in between Barack Hussein Obama, the Pope, and the United Nations, and all of this. Anyway, very, very interesting. What do you guys think about that demolishing of the uh, Georgia Guidestone? Because that was almost paranormal in the way it went down. Um, speaking about paranormal stuff, out of the ordinary. Uh, what do you think? John, go first. Okay, well, um, you know, if I really never paid much attention to them, but I've been looking at everything and watching the video. Now, I saw the video where it looks like a beam or lightning or something struck it. Um, but i got to tell you, there's a... Uh, there's a video I keep seeing, and, and it's taken like, I guess it's behind them or something, and you see a light to the left, and I don't know if it's car lights or building lights or what, 
But then there's a flash where the the light is and the guide stone explodes. And I got to tell you, that looks like a Tannerite shot to me. And um, my my son Thomas, he was in the Tannerite for a while, and I have some friends out here that like to shoot it. So I'm familiar. I'm thinking somebody put some Tannerite out there, and I talked to a good friend of mine today. In fact, the father of the young man I was talking about earlier, my friend Greg, and he was looking at that, and he thought it looked like a Tannerite explosion, too. And his thoughts were they used the Tannerite to set off more explosives, possibly black powder or whatever. And I don't know if you're familiar with this, Stuart, but you mix this stuff together. You can buy it in a store. Well, here in Oklahoma or in Texas, you can. And you, mm-hmm. it's it's two ingredients. You mix them together, and you pack them either tightly in the in the bag, you know, with uh, – with like duct tape or something, or you just put them in a little canister it comes in, and if you hit it with a high-velocity rifle, it'll make an explosion. The more tannerite, the bigger explosion you have. And they're really impressive. I mean, the first time um, I saw it shot, my son brought it out to my place in Texas, (laughs) and I put it on a a 50— it was a plastic drum, but I put it on the top of a 50-gallon plastic drum, and when he shot that thing, that drum— had to go 60 feet up in the air. It caved it in, but got it airborne, too. And uh, I had some friends out here that shoot it pretty regularly. And um, when you, when it, you know, I'm probably about four miles away from where they're at. And when they fire that, that stuff off, it shakes the windows here at my house. So um, I'm thinking, I mean, just looking at what I saw on that, it looks like somebody either had car headlights or some kind of light illuminating the guide stones, and they'd probably put tannerite in there. And that flash I saw uh, looked to me like it was a muzzle flash from a rifle. And, you know, that's in Georgia. What can I say? Uh, southern boys with rifles, you know, we, we do things like set off tannerite, and it just makes sense to me. Um, and I don't want to beat this to death, but, you know, my, my friend Greg had some other good points. You know, they tore that thing down immediately in the morning. And, yes, um, they did. <laughs> it's a crime scene. Right away. How often, yeah, and how often do they dismantle a crime crime scene that fast? He was also telling me there was a GoFundMe page went up within a couple of hours of that thing being destroyed um, and plans to rebuild it. And it kind of looks like a red herring, you know, hey, let's get everybody looking over here, you know. Watch his hand, don't watch the other one, you know, or it could have been, you know, like a lot of people think, it could have been the first shot of the resistance against the New World Order. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many statues and monuments that are um, important to conservatives torn down in the last two years. You know, this this may be somebody getting back, or it could be a false flag just to raise more tension again and say, see what these guys are doing with their guns and stuff. We need to take them. Um, it's it's hard. I don't know. Now, it could have been a – it very well could have been a paranormal event. You know, it could have been an offense to God and a lightning bolt struck it or something. But um, the video I saw from ground level, you know, it to me it looked like somebody took a shot at it with a rifle and tannerite. What do you think, Larry? Well, I – it was very interesting, and I'm I'm not into the Tannerite that much, but uh, and I've never seen it go off, so I wasn't aware of that. However, uh, there's some interesting things that, if true, 
that I found out, and I'd like you guys' opinions on this, because apparently, and, and I can't vet it, but their information came out through Alex Jones and also through a Forbidden Knowledge uh, Group, and, and y'all are aware who that is, and they say that, and, and I was totally unaware that this monument apparently was built on top of a time capsule. There had been a time capsule buried and the monument built on top of it. And my understanding is that the uh, Georgia Bureau investigation supposedly recovered the time capsule as they destroyed this thing. Um, the timing is so odd. As you were saying, Stuart, uh, you talked about everything overturning. Well, at the same time, we today we had an overturning of the main opponent, basically, to the Chinese takeover of Taiwan, which was Shinzo Abe uh, of uh, Japan. He was assassinated today. He had just announced and warned the world about the uh, preparing of an invasion of Taiwan by China, and today he's been assassinated. So we've got one overturning after the other, and one of them that's really interesting is the fact that you, you mentioned Israel, Stuart. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Netanyahu kind of lost office just like Trump did. They used the same scenario. It's, it, it appears to be the old uh, CIA playbook on regime change, if you will. And mm -hmm. without mixing up people's minds, I won't go into that, but... When Netanyahu was thrust out, Bennett came into office. Um, they were supposed to give Netanyahu, after Bennett resigned, a number of days to try to establish a government. Well, they fast-forwarded and appointed one of the uh, Bennett followers as the prime minister in the interim until October's election. So that's an overturning, too. So, Stuart, everything is just absolutely overturning. And towards later in the show, though, I want to talk about something about synchronicity and uh, something I experienced the other day. Oh, for sure. What do you think, John? Well, um, I, I found it interesting. Yes, I've heard about that time capsule, too, Larry. And uh, I did watch a video today. I saw the assassination. You know, now... I was looking for it, and I heard from somebody that, you know, they, they cranked CERN up and was going to run it to full power this week. And I couldn't find anything on it, but I heard somebody say that um, what they called the White Hats had come in, the good guys had come in and shut CERN down. But I haven't, I haven't been able to confirm that either. But you're right, Larry, there is a lot of, a lot of things overturning at once, and you know, it started a couple of weeks ago with Roe v. Wade being overturned and um, the gun laws in, in New York being upheld. And, yeah, there's a lot happening right now. There really is. Yeah. Hey, it's, sir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to mention there's one more overturning, if you want to call it that way, that uh, I don't know if you're aware of it because it's barely made the news. It's only been on the War Room and America's Voice News and just a couple of others and one or uh, like Zero Hedge and some of those. Uh, but uh, a couple of days ago, a uh, county, Kenny County is the name of it, in, in South Texas by the border, uh, they actually used their county judge and declared officially an invasion of Texas. And they hand carried this to the to Governor Abbott in Texas. Now, if you'll remember, uh, Abbott all along has been kind of 
I don't want to use some terms, but he's been kind of <laughs> hedging. I'll use the term hedging on on uh, closing that border or stopping the invasion. He keep he kept funneling a little money into it, a few troopers, a little National Guard, some cars, a little media here and a little media there, but he kept staying away from that issue. And suddenly, though, according to the information I've seen today, and even on the war room with Steve Bannon and them, uh, they said that the Texas Constitution provides for the repelling of an invasion. And so they're, they're saying because the Kenny County officially documented uh, you know, the, the invasion of Texas and sent it to Austin to the governor and demanded the governor do his job and stop the invasion coming up out of Mexico into Texas. That And, and there has been some response because, I don't have it in front of me at this very minute, but uh, Governor Abbott, and they say this is unprecedented, and Governor Abbott has now written an executive order or signed an order ordering state troopers, which is probably DPS, uh, Department of Public Safety, and Mm -hmm. other law enforcement and the guard that are down there now to grab these illegal immigrants as they're coming in and take them back to the border. In other words, remove them from Texas. So what you're going to see now, now this is an overturning because no state has gone this far. So now Mm -hmm. something's been overturned, and this is going to set up a conflict between Biden and the federal government of the United States and Texas and its sovereignty as a state and and a border. So what do you guys think? I was was reading about I'm sorry, Sue. I was reading about that just before we came on the show, so I can confirm it. And it looks like Governor Abbott's going all in on this. So uh, I think it's long overdue myself. Well, he probably was riding the fence and getting a bunch of phone calls from Washington. And it takes a lot of brass. It's kind of like a county sheriff. is the highest law enforcement official in America. Right. Uh, a county sheriff can, in fact, send feds running with their tails between their legs. He has that authority. Get out of my county. I don't want you here. I don't care if you're FBI. don't care if you're DHS. don't care who you are. And that's one, one of the reasons. Yes. And that's one of the reasons they're trying to get rid of sheriff, the title of a sheriff, right. because they, the New World Order knows that. So, but most people do not know that. And evidently, most sheriffs don't even know that, but they should well, because they, they have that authority. Why, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's why it's so important to know who your county sheriff is, know who you're voting for, know who your county judge is, find out are they constitutionalists, know who your county DA is. You know, these people can make a difference, and we're going to need these people to start making a difference. Um, yeah. You know, everybody keeps screaming for Trump to come back. Let's get by DeSantis and this and that. Those guys aren't going to save us. We've got to start doing – we've got to start saving ourselves at home, you know, by having the right people in the right positions. Yep, if it's not too late. Anyway, back to the Georgia Guidestones. This is what this guy has to say. He's a Gramatria expert. Now, you have to understand, folks, that Gramatria is used by the occult. It's part of the masonry craft system. 
and uh, they've been using it for years. It's kind of like uh, the Israeli uh, Kabbalah, and uh, don't mock it. It's deadly serious to them. That's how they operate. That's what they announce. I've been doing stuff on numbers, not Gramatria, for years and years. And uh, it's interesting to me that the uh, uh, Twin Towers fell, 9-11, is exactly 21 years ago, 777. Anyway, Georgia Guidestone demolished, This is I'm going to just show you what he claims, uh, by Global Deep State to announce that what was on the Georgia Guidestones is now going to go fully alive. Uh, and, and he proves by Gramatria alone, and I think he's absolutely correct, that the Pope, Obama, the U.N. New World Order all are merging together. Now, this is kind of interesting. <coughs> this date, 7-6, July 6th is when the first stone came down. Barack Obama and Gramatria, one of the numbers. You can use Gramatria in any number of ways. Excuse me. Barack Obama, 76. He wrote a book, The Promised Land, 76. Barack H. Obama, 76. Skull and Bones, 76. R.C. Christian, the one who put up the Georgia Guidestones, 76. And um, Georgia Guidestones just so happens to be 666 miles from the United Nations. Now, if you look uh, at the United Nations building, it looks just like one of the slabs that went down on July 6th. And the one that was taken down first had English on one side of it. Uh, I don't remember what was on the other side, but uh, it had English on the one. Anyway, the slabs represent the United Nations. The U.N. building is built like a slab. And uh, at night, when they turn on their lights at the U.N. building, it looks like the writing on slabs. Uh, The Native Americans called the U.N. building Micah. God calls it the Tower of Babel, the modern Tower of Babel. The slabs represented a uniting of the nations. If you went on to the, that was the one also, all of, it was written in eight different modern languages. Four different ancient languages were on the top. And now we know from what Larry just said, and you verified it, I guess, would be the time capsule underneath. We don't know what that time capsule said. Georgia Guidestones was erected in 1980, which is 42 years ago. And uh, 42 is an interesting number. But anyway, it's kind of interesting that the Georgia Guidestones were erected March 22, 1980. Three, two, two, skull and bones. It's occultic and satanic to its very, very core. Now, you have to remember something about the occult, folks. 
they consider themselves gentlemen. And so they will always announce ahead of time what they plan to do. And then when they have made that statement, they do it. And this is where we are. Now, R.C. Christian is 76, and Skull and Bones is 76. Kind of interesting how all of that ties together. Is this guy right? I don't know. But it certainly seems to be, to me anyway, that what they have done with taking this down, and it went to all the world, they wanted everybody to focus on the Georgia Guidestones on July 6th, 2022. Why would they want that out there? Why would they want to do it? Because it's the same way they do everything else. They, haven't, they announced on the Georgia Guidestones the whole concept of the new world order, including total depopulation for all practical purposes. Seven billion people have to be executed. And all of the other things under Georgia Guidestones, maybe get into that on another program, that were in there on that language. And, and it mocked God. It mocks the Ten Commandments. It's a total mockery of God. And I think some people said it was lightning strike. And therefore, maybe the Lord himself took it down. After all, we did have a lightning strike on the uh, Washington Monument. We had a lightning strike on the One World Trade Center. And remember Barack Hussein Obama, which this guy claims is absolutely the Antichrist, and he, he sort of does prove it with Gramatria, and that uh, he's, he was selected virtually before he was born, that he was going to be uh, Lucifer. And I did have that vision. I was teaching biblical prophecy in a dream. I'll never forget it. I don't know where I was or who the people were, but in walks Barack Obama, comes right through the door, big smile on his face. I'll never forget it. And he walks over to me, and I said, you know you're Lucifer, don't you? And he just nodded and said, yes, I know. And then I woke up. Very odd dream, but I remember it just like it was yesterday. And it was very real. Anyway, so the thing is, they have announced in those Georgia Guidestones what they intend to do. Absolutely what they intend to do. So the bringing down of the Georgia Guidestones, they've already told you what they're going to do. Now they're going to go full speed ahead and do it. It's connected to the Pope. It's connected to Obama. It's connected to the United Nations. It's connected to the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. It's connected to Bill Gates. Uh, all of it is all coming together now. So my advice, look out. I think we're heading into the final thing that they intend to do. And when they intend to do something, they always announce it ahead of time, then they do it. So they don't need the Georgia Guidestones anymore. Why do they need them? They don't care. They, they did it right out in the open where everybody could see it. The Georgia Guidestone sits in a field. Um, it doesn't really matter how they took it down uh, at all. The fact is they took it down. 
and they took it down exactly on a day like 3-2-2. Skull and Bones would do it. Anyway, tied into that, and I want you guys to comment on this. Mosquitoes testing positive to a rare, deadly virus in the U.S. months after Bill Gates released millions in the wild. These people, folks, have not given up on the mass culling of humanity outlined in the Georgia Guidestones. No, instead, they're going to go full speed ahead. I don't see any reprieve in America because I don't see any repentance. Whatever. You don't even hear the words. We, we now know that the clergy were paid to promote the mRNA drug jab that is now killing and maiming millions. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is, it, is this guy possibly right? Seems like to <laughs> go, <laughs> go ahead. Well, well I, I don't know. One of the things that I thought of also, symbolically maybe, uh when that happened and I saw it on the video, it kind of reminded me just a little bit. You know, I don't know if it may not reach you guys this way, but it reminded me of the the uh, towers that came down in New York City. Uh, yes. Because I th- wasn't it more than it, I know it was two towers, but they brought down one or two other buildings with it, didn't it? And that yep, and number- they were in close close proximity. And boy, that reminded me a lot of that. And that was New World Order. Yes, it was, and uh, they got rid of the evidence real fast, just like uh, John was saying. Isn't it kind of strange how they got rid of the evidence and sealed that place up immediately? So nobody could really figure out what did it, maybe. If it was a lightning strike, there'd be burn. If it was, uh, what do they call those things, a laser weapon of some type, or microwave energy beam of some sort. There'd be evidence. And we know how people are on the Internet. And these, these some of these guys are experts. And they'll sit there for months, but they'll prove, like they did with the uh, 9-11 towers. Those were not brought down by jet fuel. Those things were imploded. They were already rewired to be brought down. I had a a fellow fireman down in New York, and he was one of our customers a long, long time ago. I can hear you, Larry, but I can't hear Stuart. I think they're interfering with him. He's not getting out at all. So he must be hitting the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. Patty, if you're listening, tell Stuart that he's not. They're blocking him. Is John there? I'm here. Okay. Yeah, we, they blocked everything you said, Stuart, was blocked. 
John and I talked to each other, but they blocked every word you said for the last three or four minutes. Oh, really? Well, yes, they don't absolutely. Want, they don't want the truth. Nope. When, see, you we towers, were... when you went into the towers, when you went when you went into the nine one one towers and started talking about somebody that uh, that sent you a message or got word to you or something, uh, they took you out. Uh, there he goes again. Yeah. I guess I <laughs> said the me? wrong word that time. Yeah, but they <laughs> they they blocked you again. Well, they don't want the truth out there. So let me just nope. give you a warning, people that are doing this. You're on the wrong side of the fence. You're not going to stop Jesus Christ from doing what he's going to do. He's very soon going to return. And when he does, you people who are involved in all the censorship and think you're doing something are complete idiots. You're fools. Do you really think you can change what the creator of this whole universe, who keeps your heart beating, who keeps your breath breathing, who keeps every atom in your body revolving, do you really think you can defeat him? Do you really believe that? Then you're far more an idiot than I can ever comprehend in my own mind. Do you really think you can do this? You're idiots, and you're going to die in your sins. Hell is real. I went there. I was rescued by Jesus Christ. I died. I saw that. You people are idiots. And you're not accomplishing one thing. The book of Revelation tells us before the world was even created, all the people that Jesus is going to come and get, or he's going to come and get, and you're not going to stop it. How do I know that? Because he is Alpha and Omega, and you could roll on the floor, laugh and mock and give the finger to God all you want, you're going to end up in a very horrible place, a horrible place, nothing in your movies, even in your worst Hollywood horror films, even comes close to what hell is, and that's where all of you are going, and this censorship business just makes me want to vomit. I got terminated from YouTube some time ago. Extreme prejudice termination. Why? Because I was telling the truth about salvation. I was telling the truth about what Jesus Christ said. And you people don't want to hear it. Well, you're going to hear it. You're going to bend the knee. Every knee is going to bend to the Lord Jesus Christ, even if they hate him with a passion we can't even imagine. You will bend your knee. Guaranteed, 1,000%. I know what I'm talking about. I've been to the other side. I've seen it. And Jesus has uh, uh, telling the truth about everything. The Bible is true. You can mock it all you want. That really irritates me when you try to censor and I know who's doing the censoring, blog, talk, radio. And I've been terminated on a number of places. You can't stop the Word of God. You're wasting your time. In fact, you'd be a whole lot wiser not to be doing that because you're only making your own personal punishment much worse by doing it. Anyway, enough of the rant. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> What do you think, Larry? 
Well, I think you told them. I don't know. Anyway, you know, I guess I, I can't say that. Yeah. What I thought was interesting was you were getting jammed while you were talking about the issues, the subjects. And then when you mentioned Jesus Christ, they couldn't jam you anymore. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Well, they try. They really do. I mean, I've run into Larry, and I've run into this. How many times, Larry? They've even tried to block shows. <laughs> they, certain well, it's like you spoke people... his name. You spoke his name, and they scattered. Well, they better. They have no idea what they're dealing with. We're, what we're talking about is all of this world. Jesus came in here and told us, "Get out of this world." And if uh, I think what Jesus really is telling these people, you want the world, I'll give it to you. You're not going to enjoy the ending of it, but I'll give it to you. You can have it. You can have your way, Klaus Schwab. You can have your way, Bill Gates. You can have your way, Communist Biden. You can have your way. That's fine. I don't care. I'll give it to you. But you're going to regret it. And uh, it's just amazing what's really going on. Here's an interesting headline, though, I want to get into. TSA orders employees to undergo continuity of government training immediately. Now, tie that in to the destruction of the George Guidestones and tie that into what's going on. What do you think? Well, what's interesting, and, and I saw that from Hal Turner, uh, he, he also had a part of a comment that said, uh, continuity of government, doomsday plan to run the government that's coming, and he puts out beside it war with Russia. So they are apparently, Stuart, you would have to assume that they are planning for some great destruction upon this country, and they're trying to get everybody in, li- in line uh, following COG, con- Continuity of Government. Wow. Well, of course, then the FEMA uh, directives kick in, the executive orders, and uh, all of that. I believe this taking down of the George Guidestones, like the taking down of the 9-11 buildings, is all deep state, global deep state, because it works into their agenda to take over the United States. Now, the people of America are, as I've said before, basically they're the ones to blame. You you can put the, some of it on the leaders who are secretly doing all this stuff, but the American people are basically the ones to blame for America going down because they haven't done anything to stop it. In fact, they mock anybody who warns them that this is going on. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Where do we go? What do you think, John? Well, I do, I do, I do think uh, the problems in America are our own fault, and you're right. It's, you start bringing this stuff up, and your best friends will mock you, you know. So, it, um, yeah, I believe you're absolutely right. The fault lies with the American people. And I think one problem is, you know, as conservatives, we want to believe in the rules. We want to believe in the laws. We want to believe in the Constitution. And it takes yeah. a long time to sink into our heads 
The other side doesn't care about any of that. And they don't, and they're not going to honor it. They're going to run opposite of it. And when they're in power, they're going to let people um, break in the Constitution, get away with anything they want. And then they'll throw you in jail indefinitely if you protest against it, like like the people did on January 6th that are still in jail. Yeah, and, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's our own fault this is happening. It's my fault. It's your fault. It's all our faults this is happening. Yep, We've been nobody's asleep exempt. at the wheel. Yep. Right. Nobody's exempt. And the sad part is some of these people on January 6th still rotting in jail. Nobody's really done anything about it. I think some senators went down to try to go in and interview them. They weren't even allowed. Now, this is the senators, the United States senators, weren't allowed into uh, one of these Fed prisons. Um, well, it depends on which senator you are. That would be true. If you're a conservative one, no way you're getting in there. <laughs> if yeah. you're liberal, then they'll sit you down and tell you what the story is when you come out. Anyway, here's another headline. Yeah, go ahead. Larry? Oh, that wasn't me. Oh. Wasn't me you, either. I got, got any comment, Larry, on what we just said? Well, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I was listening to the War Room talking about the whole scenario, and and if you think about it, <clears throat> they knew where this was going because apparently, if you look at what's happened since uh, Trump came down the escalator, they have completely tied up, placed in jail, arrested, uh, took to court, impeached or tried to impeach everybody from Trump to everybody that was loyal to him to even the military like Flynn and others. And now, as, as Steve Bannon said the other day, he said, even though there's a few people out there across the country that want to do something, he said, there's no leaders left. We don't have any leadership. What do y'all think about that? I don't see any. I don't see any either. But more importantly, I don't see any repentance either. In fact, I just saw an um, article about American Christianity. <laughs> you might as well not even call it Christianity anymore. Uh, only 2% of the Christians claim they had a biblical worldview. And, of course, non-Christians have, have a totally non-biblical worldview. So that's well, why me... we're in the position we're in. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I, you know, since this is a paranormal show, I can I can kind of mention this. I won't say too much, but I can mention uh, the other day uh, John and his wife and Darnett and I got together and we did something. Uh, we actually did a uh, spiritual exercise. It's called we were operating, uh, you, and I know this sounds weird to some people, but we were operating with the biblical discerning of spirits, which is mm -hmm. biblical, and word of knowledge, which is biblical, you know, a word of knowledge about something you don't know anything about, yet you know. And, and yep. you know, none of this, Stuart, in the, it's, in, it's not in the churches anywhere. Matter of fact, they would call it pagan and probably satanic. But it's actually <laughs> yeah. biblical. But anyway, we did an exercise, actually, and, and since this is paranormal, I'll bring it up. And if, if uh you know, John wants to elaborate, that's fine, but we actually discerned, and, and as you know before, I ran into a stone that 
had it looked like a, a a grid, an ancient grid on that stone, and it had a spirit embedded in it. And y'all remember the story of that. And matter of fact, Stuart, you know the two people that possessed it or had it. Yes. But yep. but oddly enough, uh, there were some uh, artifacts. I'll call them artifacts. I won't say exactly what they are. That John had wound up in his possession, and we actually prayed and did a short biblical. Uh, I guess you could say a uh, project on using the biblical discerning of spirits and word of knowledge, et cetera, and the the results were phenomenal. John, you want to come, comment on that at all? Well, um, yeah. yeah, I thought it, I thought it was uh, pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, there was one in particular, which is no longer on my property, and uh, – Two, we kind of decided we're benign, and the one, and it's funny, the one that ended up being the uh, having the issues was the very one I thought would have the issues, and I didn't, um, I don't think you, you know, you didn't know which one I was talking about before you started that, and I thought it was funny that the three of you picked up something on on everything. I couldn't. I think uh, my gifts come from a are are different from yours. But um, but I could pick up something on the one, and I was I was relieved that you guys picked it up on the same one. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I I thought there was a problem with one of them, and you guys confirmed it because all three of you picked up on it, and I didn't have to say which one. Fascinating. Well, that spiritual warfare is what it is at the basis of it. Um. Demonic spirits, evil spirits can attach themselves. I know people just don't believe any of this stuff, but it's true. They can attach themselves, and they can wreak havoc in a household. And uh, poltergeist activity is weird. In fact, uh, I've often said the Bible is the most paranormal book ever given to the human race. How do we know the Bible is true? Mathematical continuity of both Old and New Testaments is a proven fact. We only knew it when the computers came into being. And it is a mathematical fact that the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, have a mathematical continuity that no human being could ever come up with. That's number one. The Bible was written over many hundreds and hundreds of years. Some of the people didn't even know each other. How do you then explain how Prophet A makes a, does a chapter in the Bible or a book in the Bible, then a thousand years later, Prophet B does the same thing. They don't know each other, never cross the continuity of the Bible, the mathematical part of it is absolute. Now that's no human being can do that. It's exactly extra. Uh it's uh alien if you want to call it that. And God definitely uh, feels that the earth is kind of an alien outpost in full rebellion, I guess. What did uh, what did you want, John? How did how do you take that? Oh no, I was just I was just agreeing with you on on that. And that was uh you know, as I started coming to the Lord and I got saved, I started looking at that, the very thing you were talking about, and I was just flabbergasted. I could not believe how everything was tied together so well. And like you say, these guys didn't know each other. 
hadn't read each other's writings. Um, it's, it's just awesome. It's an awesome book. What can I tell you? Yeah, this is the, and this is one of the reasons I get so angry at the rich men of the earth. They're not stupid in that sense. They have higher quantum computers. They have all this stuff. How do they explain all this stuff? And why would you go against it? Why does the pot say to the potter who created it, I don't like what you did and I'm going to fix you because of it? Uh, this is what is because, going on. Yeah, go ahead. Because they're, they're intercepted and they're lured away by by Satan. And Satan still thinks he can win, even though we all know he's not going to. He still thinks he can win. And if he can't win, he'll drag as many with him as he can, just in outright rebellion. Yes. So he's, you know, he knows what's coming. He He knows what's waiting on the other end for him. And he's going to do everything he can to bring either as many people with him or in this false dream he has that somehow he can pull out a victory, even though he can't. So, yes, he's going to offer people the right mindset, all the riches and things they could want on this earth, convince them to do his bidding that this can be won. And they're all in. Those people are all in, just like he is. So they know... But they but they they believe in him more than they believe in the word, and they're going to do everything they can to do his bidding for him to win his war. That's yeah. that, that's my theory anyway. Well, I think you're right, Larry. That kind of well, sounds I, like I, what Sandale said. Well, it, well, it does. And then I was thinking too, as you were sharing that, how that we had, uh, or I had uh, had. Uh, kind of interview with, um, you know, Mr. Gray, and he shared the, uh, I guess you could call it the the device, you know, known as the, um, kind of like an iPhone, an ancient iPhone, and, yeah. and w- what it said when they were able to decipher it was it talked about, uh, you know, Adam and, and the folks right after Adam, soon after, they all had a glow about them, and over a few generations, that glow kind of began to wane, if you will. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking how we're so far, <laughs> we're so far down on the the lower end of this whole time phase and scenario. Uh, boy, for us to have a glow, God would have to anoint us like you ain't never seen. Yeah. Well, remember, uh, Stan even made mention of the fact that uh, most of the high-tech operations that were going on were approved by Satan. And people say, well, Satan doesn't exist. You know, what what are you people talking about? Satan's just old mythology. It's ancient mythology. And this blood-bought religion of yours, this Christian blood religion, what in the world are you people into? I mean, this is, they, they think that's satanic and off the wall. They don't understand any of it, because if they did, then they wouldn't be making those kind of remarks. So it, it is, it's, it's a fascinating thing, and it borders, it actually is paranormal. Uh, the people are developing the weapons to take out Jesus Christ when he returns. Isn't that what Stan more or less said? 
Yeah, he uh, he indicated there, and actually, uh, Augusto Perez uh, interviewed a guy that was an insider that knew about the, you know, you and I talked years ago about a weapons in space, you know. Yes. And this individual, uh, he's he's dead now, but uh, and he only talked about it once with Augusto, and then he would never come back home or answer his calls. But he said he knew about that weapon in space and that uh, it was a particle beam weapon, I believe he said, and it was horrific, a horrific weapon. Yeah. And didn't you have a vision similar? Well, I saw a weapon in space. I was taken out there to a weapon in space. It was in a uh, the cover of this or whatever covered this uh I can't even call it a satellite. It's more like a weapon, like a Star Trek, uh, uh, Star Wars weapon. But it was out in space. It had a barrel on it. It had, a, and the only uh, the configuration of the what I saw in space, and it was covered in a black, some kind of coating where it reflected no light, reflected zero light. So you couldn't really pick it up by reflection at all. And uh, I can't remember which way it was pointed, but I did find some. Uh, I guess you could say designs of particle beam weapons and the uh, the device, the aiming device, if you will, looks similar to that one I saw out there. But that's been years ago when I saw that. Yeah, wow. Uh, it's a wild, wild world that we live in. <laughs> it really is. As John probably has found out with his relic books, um, have you had any more encounters or anything more people coming forward about Bigfoot? No, um, no, I haven't heard of any. Uh, it's funny. They've done logging um, differently here. Well, they hit some new areas just to, just about north and, um, and in the south. Uh, this valley we live here in, in Honubi, it's only a mile wide, and we got mountains to the north and our property is almost butted up against the north range. Well, once they started logging some of the mountains up there, everything kind of stopped. Uh, but since you asked, Larry, I was going to tell you, um, at the Bigfoot Museum tomorrow in Tallahena, um, Chutai Bigfoot Museum, they're going to have an author there, David Wilbanks, <clears throat> at 11 o'clock, kind of a local guy too. And he put out a uh, book about the uh, Choctaw Bigfoot called Sean Pei, which I use that term in my relics book too for him since uh, a lot of my characters are Choctaw. But he's got a nonfiction book out now, um, Bigfoot and the Kayamichis, which we live in, Larry, as you know. So I might pop down by there. I was going to see if maybe you want to have breakfast, a late breakfast, and pop over there tomorrow if you're not busy and get some information from him because I haven't heard anything in a long, long time about any anything happening around here. Yeah, well, that sounds see. good. Every once in a while, Stuart, uh, there are people that gather together, or, or especially by that, uh, of an odd Bigfoot museum, and they do talk about things. They, they talk about stuff they won't talk about just out on the street. Well, yeah, because people just roll their eyes anyway and say, you're nuts. I saw a UFO. What are you talking about? You need to go to the mental hospital. There's something wrong with your brains. There are no such things. And I think part of that is it's denial because they're afraid. 
You know, it's one thing to go to a, a sci-fi movie like the Terminator series or, uh, you know, space aliens coming down here. Uh, they can walk out, they can shrug their shoulders and say, hey, you know, that was a good sci-fi movie. Boy, I'm really happy. That's not, that's just fiction. Well, folks, it's well, not you know, fiction. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Well, it's been a long, long practice of the media to uh, downplay anything, you know, and to make uh, witnesses, you know, it, it's it's a knee-jerk reaction or, or an embedded reaction. If somebody tells you they've seen something weird, your first reaction is, oh, there's something wrong with this guy, or he's lying, he didn't see it, he's got, you know, he's probably short of a happy meal, whatever. But, you know, that's been the, uh, that's been the uh, MO of our media and our government. Um, you know, when the UFO flap started hitting in the late 40s, early 50s, for a little while it was taken seriously, and then... Now, if you see a reporter or something talk about a UFO sighting, there's always a few little jokes. If it's a Bigfoot sighting, there's a few little jokes. Up until now, all of a sudden, we're starting to get disclosure from our government, you know, in, in the form of the, the tapes released by the United yeah. States Navy through the Pentagon um, of actual UFOs being, uh, you know, filmed by our fighter planes. So, yes, but now it... it that effect is going to it's going to be long in changing that that attitude people have where you know it's just an embedded reaction if somebody tells you they saw something weird your first thing is to belittle their story or belittle them or just write them off as a kook of some kind until it happens to you so and once it happens to you then you you know like when i had things happen to me all of a sudden i was like okay am i bringing this on did i Am I seeing things? You know, I'm, I doubted myself for two years, you know, even though um, Monica had seen one and and had seen the same aerial phenomenon I had seen. I doubted myself, and I wouldn't talk about it for two years until finally, I, you know, I just said, man, i got to let this out. It's got to get out of me. i got to go ahead and talk about it. And I'm sure, you know, i got friends that probably snicker when I walk by, but... Uh, hey, it may happen to them one day, and they'll see what that shoe's like to wear. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad that people don't have more of an open mind about what's really going on. I'm going to tie something I saw on uh, video on YouTube, and I think it's real. I mean, there's no way to really vet it in a way, but this guy was in a gym, and he was sitting on a bench, and then he gets up off the bench, and it's thrown to the ground. I mean, literally thrown to the ground. No, Nobody was there. He was just thrown to the ground. And then whatever it was picked up one of his legs and starts dragging him across the floor. Well, he got away from it. And uh, But that reminded me of something that happened uh, that Larry told me about. I think that was in Hefner, wasn't it, Larry? Where a friend of well, yours who you warned not to go there did anyway? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there was a, uh, of course, I was in law enforcement for years, and this friend of mine in Louisiana, I'm not going to say where, but and he's passed away now, but a few years ago when I was living in Mena at the time and, and going over to Hevener and researching, 
he was a parole officer in Louisiana. Well, anyway, he found out that I'd run into some things. I think I was on one of your shows, and he listened to those shows. And he heard us talk about Hevener, and I, I told people then, I believe that was back at the time, George Ann Hughes, before she died. I, I was on a couple of her shows. And so anyway, he decided he was going to come up and see me, but on the way to see me at Mena, he decided to go, and I had told people. I, I said, pray about it. I said, you know, before you just go to Hevener and just barrel right on in and do your thing, because there are <laughs> things around there. And, well, he didn't. But he went up there, and he said it was getting dark or beginning to get a little dark, and he said when he got down there, nobody was there. He saw nothing, and something shoved him down to the ground. He said he turned around and looked, and nothing was there. He got up, and it shoved him again. And then he <laughs> ran about 20 or 30 feet and stopped, and something shoved him again. Now, he swears he never saw anything, but he left. He, and if people know where that runestone is, that's where he was at. He drove down that that the downcline coming down off of that mountain, and uh, he headed over to Mina, and he said something kept following me. He said he could feel it. It was following him for miles, and he finally got, I guess, went on and uh, got away. But uh, he said he'd never forget that encounter, and he also said he would never go back. Of course, I did. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that can happen, and not every. And it reminds me, Stuart, a lot of. Uh, and I know this is a little sci-fi, but you look at the movies Predator; those things could cloak. And they even got a new Predator coming out in a month or so, I believe, Stuart. Uh, predator a hundred years before. In other words, a Predator during the time of the Native American, the Indians in America. It's a new one, but it cloaks oh. too, and so these things cloak. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, you have no idea what you're dealing with out there. We're seeing more and more and more. Wolf man, coyote man, uh, moth man, winged creatures. I even have some videos of uh, from, I think they were down in South America, this huge bat-like creature with a fairly human-type head sitting on top of a church steeple. And you can see it there just as plain as day. A guy videotaped it. And you can see it moving around. You can see it adjusting its wings. And then finally it flew away. And it was not one of those big fruit bats, which can be pretty big. This was a huge creature. And sitting on top of a church, which probably is a statement that people should realize. But it's just amazing that all this stuff, and much of it now being videotaped, well, they just made that up. That's just a fake. That's not true. And on and on and on they go with their excuses. But what are you folks going to do when, like, Larry opens the door and there's a gray standing there looking at him? What are you going to do when you open your door and there's a gray or some monster creature looking at you? What are you going to do? Your only protection is the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have any other protection. And uh, we got into it a little bit on a show, but folks, if you're a Christian, you can invoke the name Jesus Christ in protection. It's a spiritual battle that you're in, and it's a battle to the death. There is no mercy in this. Satan is not showing you any mercy. 
There's no quarter. His job is to take you down. That's his only job. And uh, he's very good at it. And uh, he's very good at deceptions. That's why the Lord said in the book of Revelation to the church of Laodicea, the uh, lukewarm, unsaved church, he says, you knowest not, in other words, you're under deception, that you're poor, blind, miserable, and naked, all the terminology of an unsaved church. And nobody pays any attention to it. Um, it's, it's just too bad, but this is spiritual warfare. And it manifests itself through the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere. That's what you're watching. We don't, we don't fight against flesh and blood per se. We're fighting against uh, principalities and powers in the high places far superior to us. And they manifest themselves, though, through men and women. War, uh, hatred, murders, rapes, all that sort of thing that goes on on, on our wonderful little planet down here. Uh, <laughs> and people just don't seem to wake up to that fact that this is what's really going on. And uh, it's deadly, deadly stuff. And guess who the liars are? Probably get terminated again in voice. Well, I'll read this. This is from cdc.gov.coronavirus. Who should get vaccinated against COVID-19? Everyone ages six months and older. Okay, now talk with your family about getting the little ones vaccinated in case you missed it. CDC now recommends COVID-19 vax for everyone six months and older and boosters for everyone five years and older. Notice the term everyone. Uh, COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective at preventing children from getting seriously sick. Uh, folks, that's the biggest lie ever told. Millions have been maimed. Millions around the world have already died. And more are dying more and more rapidly now. We're getting the facts and the figures together. you got to ask the question is why? And this gets into the paranormal. Why do they want everyone in the world from six months old on vaccinated? What could possibly be the reason that you would want that to happen when you fully well know how dangerous it really is, and you lie hey, blatantly through your teeth. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I saw a really phenomenal interview uh, on the war room with Steve Bannon. He interviewed uh, one of the, the ministers of uh, the EU, and this I can't remember her name. She was a blonde-headed woman, and she released a lot of data. She said that in the EU that they, and especially Germany, that they had, uh, they made the uh, vaccine mandatory and that a number of them have had multiple shots and said that all the pilots, and of course you were a pilot, so you know what yep. I'm talking about. She said all the pilots were, you, you got the shot 
or the vaccine, or you were fired. So she said, we fired all the smart ones, you know, and said, now we were left. She said, we're, we find ourselves now that there's no, there is no safe airlines anymore. They're not even, and she's talking about Europe, EU, and she said, we got rid of all the, the pilots that were so smart. They didn't take one, and the ones that did have multiple types of sicknesses all the time, especially with their hearts and their circulation and their mental acuity, and they're having all kind of problems. She says, we don't have anybody to fly planes anymore. She says, airlines now are unsafe, and we did it to ourselves. What do you think? Well, that doubles for America, too. That's why I think you're seeing all these cancellations. You have got pilots that can no longer pass their physicals. They may not have died from it, but they can't pass their physicals. And because they can't pass their physicals, then they can't fly. Uh, you had to undergo a first-class medical, and it had to, I think, if I recall right, it was every six months. And uh, you didn't pass that. You were you were out. And uh, so same thing's happening now, I understand, with trains. One of the excuses given by one of, I think it's Southern Pacific, about why they can't get the grains to farmers and all of that stuff, they don't have the crews. Why don't they have the crews? Uh, go up to Menominee, Wisconsin, and what do I see on a lot of doors? Help wanted. Help wanted. Help wanted. Uh, why can't they get people to come on board? Probably because they're sick. All, as far as I know, all the state stuff and you know that they were living on has uh, all been past history so what's happened i think the answer is pretty obvious what's happened uh, the morgues and whatnot tell the story uh, and yet this still uh, now they're pushing this little these little babies you're feeding your children to moloch you might as well put them in the fires because that's what you're doing uh S satan is cruel beyond measure. And uh, you had enough information not to go along with it. You went along with it anyway. And uh, I believe the rich men of the earth, I hate to say it, but I think they're right. Uh, I think the American people are just ripe for takeover. And I think this is what the Georgia Guidestones is all about. They took it down because now they are going to take over. And what's this deal about uh, Argentina, Larry and John? Have you read about that, where they're going to have these huge exercises, military, with military equipment, and I would assume bombers and fighters, and hundreds of thousands of troops? Well, that's already, that's already gathering, Stuart. And as a matter of fact, the, the information came out about a week ago, but it's already happening. I, I saw Monkey Works the other day. He did one on it. And he said, uh, he said uh, the assembly is already in motion. And the headline basically, uh, and it came out of various sources. It came out of Hal Turner and then uh, I think Debka File in Israel. And it, it's in a lot of intel agency uh, citing. It, well, probably all except America's intelligence agencies, which is a misnomer, just the name of it. But besides that, uh, it says Russia, China, 
Iran, Venezuela. They're all gathering militaries. They're la- they're landing, bringing in uh, armor, troops, missiles. They're bringing everything in. They're going to have a massive army down there. And Stuart, uh, guess what? What do we got? We we got. Uh, I don't even know what to call the clown in the White House. I mean, I don't have names for it. And and, and guess what he does? He gives away out of our strategic emergency petroleum. Uh, stockpile. He gives away nine hundred and fifty thousand, almost a million gallons of our oil strategic reserve. So guess what? We're being set up for a fall, Stuart, because uh, some of the information from some people in the intel agencies is watching that down there, and they're worldwide, by the way. They're saying that it appears, and this is supposed to be a mid-August event. It appears that by the mid-August, we won't have, not only will we not have oil to drive down the road or make anything or fly any planes, uh, we'll be walking. Yeah. We're being deliberately taken down. Biden's deliberately taking us down. Our intelligence agencies, as stupid as they are, are taking us down. They ought to read the Bible. Folks, if you're in deep state, a global deep state, open it up. And read Isaiah, not Isaiah, but Jeremiah 50 and 51. Then go to the book of Revelation and predominantly chapter 18. That's you guys. That's you guys. And maybe you think you're going to run down into your little hidey holes that you have for yourselves and all the rich people. But Jesus Christ says he's going to kill you down there. Well, we'll go to the moon. We've got bases on the moon. He says he's going to kill you up there, too. Well, we'll go to Mars. We'll take care of that. They won't get us. Yes, he says, I'm going to go get you. I don't care where you are. Well, we're going to go into the ocean. We're going to go in our little hidey holes down in the ocean. God says, I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to get you. You're not going to escape. You cast your uh, lot with the wrong entity. Maybe you don't even believe in it. Maybe you just think that all of this is just bunch of garbage you're going to find out the hard way i'm pleading with you you're going to find out the hard way jesus christ was exactly who he said he was he came into the matrix to save humanity which fell way back in genesis it's not a story it's real it happened the knowledge of good and evil is what has happened to you that's why he came here to bail you out But he also said, if you don't do what I tell you to do, then you can forget it. Hey, Stuart. You're the enemy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one of the things, I know we're about on the wind down, but one of the things that's so classic that you and I dug into, remember years ago we dug into Jeremiah and how he talked about what we thought maybe was a rumor in the land that we thought at the time maybe Y2K fit that. But mm-hmm. really, if you and if you figure that that's really for America, it looks like the only fighting back will be ruler against ruler uh, that's laid out biblically, and that would mean states against the federal government. Yes, and that's what we're probably going to watch, the breakup of the United States. Uh, it, this is not going to be fun, folks. You do have a way out. Don't laugh at it. Don't mock it. Read uh, Matthew, Luke, John, Mark, 
read Revelation. It's all true. It's all in there. And I believe the Lord says there is no excuse. Anyway, John, any last comments? Uh, no, um, I really enjoyed being on tonight, and I thank you. And um, Really interesting show. I would like to say one quick thing on the books just while I'm yes. here. Um, for anybody that hasn't read uh, Shadow Chasers, and I know it's a youth book, but I'm getting really good feedback from adults that have read it. Uh, Sunday, July 10th, that's this coming Sunday, 6 a.m. Pacific, until Monday, July 11th at 11 p.m. Pacific. It's going to be a 99-cent download on Kindle if you'd like to give it a try, and you can go to www.relicsbook.com and find the link to take you to Amazon where you can download the Kindle for 99 cents. And, guys, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure as always. I always enjoy being on this show. Yep, this is, uh, well, of course, we get censored, too, so that that always helps. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I guess there are certain things you're just not supposed to say, folks. They evidently think you're just too stupid to understand it. Or in the other odd thing, they know perfectly well how intelligent guys all are, and they don't want an uprising. But uh, it's it's just too bad you can't even speak about 911 and tell the truth about it, obvious truth about it. And they don't like that. Well, who are they to decide what you are smart enough to see? What do you think, Larry? <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think uh, they're they're operating on a lot of fiction. Uh, it's kind of like John's books. I told him I said, well, when you get through writing your books, it's not really all fiction. It seems like a lot of faction in there. Yes. Exactly. And, well, uh, it's, 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 it's not hard to it's not hard to find material. All you got to do is look at uh, current events, you know, and um, the past twenty years, ten years, and man, it's just all laid out. And actually, that's what I'm aiming at. I get, I like that term "faction" you used. I'm trying to wake people up with a interesting story. So hopefully, I'm getting some uh, success there doing it. But hey. Yeah. Um, Stuart, I, I do want to tell you that was awesome. <laughs> when you came back and you just put a stop to uh, all them messing with your phone, as soon as you started talking about Christ, it went away. They can't, they couldn't stop you anymore. And I thought that was awesome. Well, his power is awesome, and I really appreciate you coming on. And we'll have you back again. And take care. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you later. Thank Bye. you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 